Welcome back, everybody. Let's take a break with Stephen, Mr. Stephen Seamus. Good to see you, my friend. Yes. Always hey, a pleasure. Alex, we're, we're busy. Before, huh? before we, oh, very busy. I'm going to be traveling all <laughs> yeah. over the place. Before we get started, I know that you found a new app that makes us look like we're in different places. Yeah, let's so see if we can, you, you want to, you want to, you want to, yeah, it? I want to just, I want to flip it from a second. <laughs> Put us in a movie theater, Alex. Zoom, a movie theater. I can do movie theater. Movie yeah, theater. Let's yeah. see. Let's see. I think next time we do the show like Siskel and Ebert. I I want to. I hope we can put something up. Can we? Can we put something in the background? Maybe. Maybe. Is it, maybe. You know, know what? You'll tinker. You'll tinker with it. There's got to be some we'll way to put time. something in the background. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, am I dating myself by saying Siskel and Ebert? That's a long time ago. I don't know. I I think that's. I think they're in the pop culture world. Okay. I, I think that. I think it's okay to say Siskel and Ebert. Maybe if you're talking to in high school class, no. But I think, I think we, our listeners, know who Siskel and Ebert are. Are they both deceased now or no? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they are both deceased. Siskel went first were and, great. and then Roger Ebert. Oh, they were fantastic. I loved when they get they into great. arguments. Oh, my God. They were great. <laughs> All right, Alex, what do we got today? All right. We're, we're jumping back into the Marvel fever. Um, we, we're going to talk a little Muse uh, from Daredevil. We're going to talk Dr. Faza from Excalibur. Uh, Spider-Man 2099, because we need to. I'm sorry, who? It's classified. You're the Blue Panther? No. The caped Blue Satyr? No, I'm... Dark Garfield? No, stop. Macho Libre? I'm from another dimension. You are? And then, uh, Mongo. Not Mogo, the planet. Mongo from Aquaman. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, what are we going to start with today, Alex? Uh, uh, Muse, a Daredevil villain, a, a newer yeah. Daredevil villain, really. Yeah, I think there's rumors that that might be the villain in the new Daredevil TV series, which was actually just pushed right because of the filming and everything. Yeah. yeah. They had. They had to get. They had to. Yeah, they had to push the whole thing. So, like, who knows? I mean, I guess. I guess if they jump on it now, like if. Everything gets handled now, and we can go into filming next week. I mean, we're still probably a year, two years away, tops. Got it, got it. So, so who is Muse, and why do you think they chose him for the new series? If if that's um, the case, just, I think he's a really interesting villain. Um, the Charles Soul stuff was was a fun ride. Uh, Muse is a villain who uses body parts and blood and and gore and kills his victims, and he uses them as his art. Um, I think, uh, you know, not a big character in the series. I mean, definitely just one of the, the, the villains and then villains of the villains of the month and then gone, you know, the following month. Um, but it's just an interesting character, interesting design. Um, I think using a lot of the newer, I think we daredevil doesn't have this giant rogues villains like everybody else does. It's, you know, it's, it's just a handful of people, the owl, the kingpin, um, um, gladiator, and, and we've seen them in some form. Electra, we, we've already seen them a million times, so I think you know, going back to the well of Electra and the hand is great. Uh, but you gotta you gotta spice it up. So I think that's where they're we're hopefully gonna see some new introductions. Well, yeah, we're gonna give them the benefit of the doubt because when they did the spot in the Spider Verse, everyone was right. sort of like, "How are they gonna do the spot?" And then <laughs> it turned the way they used that character was yep. really ingenious in the it film. Was, it was great. It was great. It, it was, was great. Fantastic. Yeah. It was great. Short, okay, short for president. 
Yeah, so right, right. So you said Charles Soule. This was the run, yep. of course. Yep. Uh, Daredevil 11 uh, from November of 2016. Uh, there's only eight 9.8s. It's about 125 one sold for recently, but raw. These books are 30 to $35. You cannot find yeah, these books. No. Uh, first appearance of Muse, Muse Charles Soule's story, Ron Garney, cover and art. I love Ron Garney's work. Uh, and then Daredevil 14 is the first Muse cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's from February of 2017, just a few months later. Uh, there's only four 9.8s, and that's a $15 to $20 raw book. So that'll make a great signature book if, if yeah, whenever definitely. they announce the character and who's playing the character. Uh, first Muse cover, Charles Soule story, Ron Garney art with Dan Pinosian cover. All right, what do we got next, Alex? Uh, Excalibur and Dr. Fies? Phase? I'm going to say Faiza. Faiza? Yeah, I, I, like I think there's some a rumor also that Dr. Faiza is going to be in something. I can't remember where I read it. Um, but talk to me about a little bit about this character uh, from Excalibur from back the 15 years ago already. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, in retrospect, it is a newer character. Um, she Correct. it was a um, she was a doctor. She was working during the Skrull invasions where we really first start seeing her. Um, she was helping out, you know, being, doing doctor stuff. Uh, the scrolls attacked uh, her. She had some latent powers. They kicked in. She, she kind of like froze the black knight and then figured out to unfreeze them. Uh, and then she, she kind of gets the, she gets Excalibur and essentially is able to use the Excalibur. So when Captain Britain dies, she takes the sword and becomes the new Captain Britain essentially. And, I think it's just, it's very interesting because this is not just another uh, white male or female. It's a, it's a person of color. And, you know, with the way the Marvel universe and the, the MCU is working, I, I definitely think that we would see her uh, soon, especially someone that she worked at MI6, you know, she, she, or MI13, she was an agent, like she's got powers. Like there's a lot of cool stuff here that I think translates into the um, Marvel U- MCU very well. Yeah, so so these books have been flying, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Captain Britain and MI13, number one, Brian Hitch cover from July of 2008. There's 16 9.8s. One recently sold for $250. Poor Paul Cornell story, Leonard Kirk and Jesse Delperdang art with a Brian Hitch cover. Um, Brandon Peterson, one in 15 variant. There's only five 9.8s. That's a $25 to $30 raw book. The Leonard Kirk second print, uh, there's zero pop. It's a twenty to thirty dollar raw book, and the Brian Hitch third print sketch cover. There's only two nine point eights. One sold recently for three hundred dollars, and that's a seventy five dollar raw book. Wow, hard to find these books, Alex. Hard yeah. to find. I remember when these yeah. books were coming out. I mean, I was in the store. Uh, I mean, they were popular, but not not printed high enough. These this was a low end Marvel book for sure. Yep, yep, yep. All right, Alex's pick of the week. What do you got for us, Alex? uh centurions i love action figures and one of the things of one of the things from my youth that uh that if you remember when cartoon cartoon networks first started they really didn't have any new shows it was just a bunch of reruns of old stuff and it was whatever was easy so like they would just put every half hour there was a new show and one of them was centurions and it, it was kind of past my age time but it was this cartoon about these guys these three men who had these suits and they could ask this computer to beam down essentially things that would attach to them to make them a car a boat 
um, you know, a plane, things that would, you know, like almost like a transformer, but, you know, it would be attached to the suit and then they could use whatever vehicle it was. Um, but they made toys from and the toys are amazing. You're, we're talking about like seven inch action figures and they just have little holes and you get these like these wheels or you get these plain things and you snap these these pieces onto the action figure and it becomes a, a plane or a car or something that goes underwater. Uh, and they're not cheap. They're not cheap. It was not a big it wasn't a successful toy line or cartoon. Um, they did not make many, maybe a first round of regular toys, a couple add ons and the villains. And that was it. And then it was gone. But I mean, you're talking like complete, complete in box, three hundred, four hundred dollars. Even right. um, there's a lot of little pieces for these guys. Like the, the it wasn't just one giant piece you put on. It was a lot of mini pieces that would connect to them. So even loose completes are very hard to find. So loose, com loose, complete ones. You're looking for one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars for for loose ones. Uh, and then pieces. I mean, you're looking at pieces like one fin to, that someone needs to complete ten bucks. So it's just it's just fun that these toys maybe not a successful hit but a hit enough for people to want them and they're really neat they're really cool toys big fan that's like the legos when they buy the pieces yeah. of the legos yeah yeah that you they need snap them on yeah by the way i never knew that you were a toy collector by the way so i know for... it's it's i keep some stuff secret uh i know <laughs> it's one thing i will learn something about you every week <laughs> that's it yep yep you got it all right what do we got next Uh, back at it, Spider-Man 2099. Our, our bud. We have we have not spoken about Spider-Man 2099. It's hard to believe yeah. that in all the shows, may, maybe we just assumed that it was like a given that we had spoken about we, it. We probably uh, had spoken about it very quickly as like a rumor to be, but nothing right. in depth for sure. No, no nothing no, no, in no. depth. And these books are flying. Yeah. Uh, and they printed a lot of copies. Oh of this yeah, book yeah. Out. This is this was never yourself. a hard book to find. No. By the way, I think I was in the store when these yeah. books came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I think I yeah. was working in the store, yeah. not in the maybe not in the store, but I was around it. Yeah, uh, I mean. And they printed a zillion copies of this book. It was a huge push from Marvel. Ravage 2099, Hulk 2099, Ghost Rider 2099. Like there was X-Men 2099. This was like a huge push. And I wouldn't say it died, but I don't think anything made it past 25, 26, 27 issues. Maybe Spider-Man did. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, out of all of those, I think Spider-Man 2099 is the only one that continued that they keep kind of pushing and bringing back and trying to do something with. Um, but yeah, the original, the original ones. Yeah. There's a, a ton. Got it. Right. Okay. So Spider-Man 2099, number one, uh, November of 1992, mm -hmm. 31 years ago. Wow. Okay. Uh, there's 3,500 9.8. <laughs> so they That's actually don't, they actually don't sell for a lot of money. However, they don't break out the newsstand versions, and the newsstand version just sold for five fifty. Yeah, yeah, those are hard. Yeah, very hard. So that's the origin of Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Miguel O'Hara played by our friend Oscar Isaac. Mm -hmm. uh, red foil cover. Peter David story. Rick Leonardo and Al Williamson cover and art. Then the other books to look at. The other book that has skyrocketed is Superior Spider Man number seventeen. I guess that's where they brought Spidey twenty ninety nine back, yeah. and I think that's the iteration that we see in the film. Uh, Spider-Man 2099, Green Goblin and Goblin Knight appearance, Dan Slott story, Ryan Stegman and John Livesay art with a Ryan Stegman and Jason Howard cover. This is Superior Spider-Man 17 from November of 2013. 
There were 30 9.8s. I can't find any for sale. It's a five to ten dollar raw book. Yeah. The Olivier Coipel one in 25 variant, 33 9.8s. It's about a two hundred dollar book, 40 to 50 dollars raw. Then there's a JG Jones one in 50 variant, 49 9.8s. It's a $450 book in 9.8 plus plus $150 raw. You can't find the JG Jones cover. Wow. Uh, and then there's this book is is very, very difficult to find. Mike Hastings. McCone Hastings variant, 23 9.8, about $150 in 9.8, $20 to $30 raw. That's an amazing Spider-Man 316 homage cover. People love the homage Lovers. covers. Love them. All right. What are we closing with today, Alex? Your favorite, your favorite Aquaman villain, Mongo. Rumored, uh, Pilo Asbeck. Uh, what do we know him from? Is he at Game of Thrones? Where do we know uh, him from? I don't know. That's a good question. I can't remember. We're both where we furiously saw uh, typing. Yes, I'm furiously typing. We know him from. I was in Ghost in the uh, Shell. And his name is fun. It's like the A E. Like, I know he's got like combined. little squiggly things going on, yeah. and um. I don't know how to type Oh, that. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. I was right. Of course. You're of Ron course. Greyjoy. Come on, Alex. You uh, got me? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so talk a little bit about this Mongo. And I think that's the rumored character that he's going to play. So these are starting to shoot up. Yeah, I, I I guess. I mean, they're really going to the well on the on this on this guy. <laughs> uh I mean, he he was a he was a ruler of the the of Necris, which is the black city underwater. And uh, it all boils down to pun intended. Uh, he's, you know, he hates surface world. He hates surface dwellers. So anytime he comes, you know, he sees them in the water, he destroys them or tries to destroy them and try to, you know, fights them. And of course, Aquaman, we love him and he's going to, you know, stick up for us. Um, but I mean, he's not, he's not been in a lot of other stuff. He's just, this is a, this is a random guy. That's pretty much all we know about him. Um, but very interesting. Any, to see. any particular reason why you think Mongo, or are they just trying yeah. to do something a little different? I guess that they're just people are, you know, assuming like there's not again, same thing with other characters. There's not a lot. There's not a big rogue gallery of villains here for Aquaman. You have Black Manta, mm -hmm. you have Ocean Master, and that's pretty much it on the, on the big ones. Um, so you have to go back to the well and see who was there. If they want to create a new villain, like why not just call this guy Mongo and, and have him in the in the ocean? Like ocean's vast. Ooh, I don't know. It's very right. weird. Uh, we don't know what DC's doing these days. Got it. Yeah, not 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 well at the box office, that's for sure. Okay, for sure. Aquaman number 30, November, December of 1966. So you're looking at mid-grade copies of this book. Uh there's only one nine eight, eight nine sixes, nine nine point fours, six nine point twos, very low pop, eleven nine zeros, and ten eight fives. It's about a hundred fifty dollar raw in a VF condition, raw. I think you try to find a nice clean copy with no tears, no rips, no, you know, whatever, not chewed up. And if you can find a nice clean copy, try to get a seven, seven and a half, eight, eight and a half uh, cover. Uh, Justice League cover and cameo, Bob Haney story, Nick Cardi cover and cool. art. All right, so that does it for us today. We thank you for joining us. If you have any questions or comments, please leave them in the field below. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Same bad time. Same bad channel.